Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith, and we're back to answering your questions! Woo! Today's first question comes to us from a few different people. Yep. Uh, y'all are wondering what we think about Nintendo Switch and the press conference surrounding it, so we're going to talk about that for a while. Uh, so, full disclosure... Dave did not know anything about it coming in, like the questions. I didn't send him the press conference. I'm like, don't watch the press conference or anything like that. Dave just didn't because that's not what Dave does. I didn't even know there was a press conference. I knew that Nintendo Switch was coming out. I saw the trailer that they put out in the fall. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then I saw some rumblings with some of my nerdier friends on Facebook talking about Nintendo Switch. I was like, okay. Yep. So when Dave got here... I then sat him down, and we watched the press conference, and by watched, I mean I fast-forwarded to when they actually talked about stuff, and so Dave could see the game trailers. That way we could discuss the whole release event, and the concept of it coming, and all of that sort of thing. So Dave... Yes? What'd you think? (sighs) First of all, can you believe that I skipped half of it, and what you watched was the good stuff. Oh my god. I mean, there was some parts in that press conference that we watched that I was just sitting there going, oh my god, get to the point. (laughs) Yeah. Like, for instance, and we're just going to kind of jump all over on this. Yep. How soon into it did they start finally showing games? Like 20, 20, 20, 25 minutes? Right. Somewhere around there. And so the first game is 1-2 Switch, which... Let's talk about this right now. Dave's most anticipated game of 2017. Word. Because it comes out March 3rd Mm -hmm. with the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And it's totally not a game that we've played at every science center since we were four. Yeah. Like, who could be faster at the thing? Yeah. And so, you see these two cowboys walk up towards each other and like, well, there's no way that the first game they're going to show is some really cool Western game, so I'm curious about this. Well, but you're kind of hoping it could be, because this is a brand new console that they're trying to save their hardware side of their company with. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they're not going to get Red Dead Redemption 2. That's, no. That's well beyond Switch's technical specs. Sure. Fine. But maybe, like, bring back Tin Star. That's an old Super okay. Nintendo game or something else. Yeah. Sure. So it's like... And I see them standing there, and they've got their hands up against their holsters, and I'm going, well, clearly they're going to draw their little... Joy-Con. Joy-Con, thank you. Share the joy, Dave. (laughs) Right. Share it. (laughs) I have that in my notes here, Joy-Con. So clearly they're going to draw on each other, and I still didn't know what the plan was, and then they... It took so long just to get to that. It's like... The the Mexican standoff and the good, the bad, and the ugly takes less time. Yeah, almost. At least there's good music. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there going, get to it, get to it, get to, get, get to it! And they draw on each other, and then we see 1-2 Switch. Yep, 1-2 Switch. And then it's air guitar, dancing. <laughs> the, Answering the phone. The Dave, clearly the shaving game is the highlight of 1-2 Switch. Oh, God. I mean... If you guys haven't seen it, it is essentially... It's a two-person game where you don't even look at the Switch or the TV. You're looking at each other, and you're doing time minigames. Yeah. That's it. That was the first game that they previewed. Yeah. 
It took them 33 minutes to show us Mario. Mario, sure did. The, the reason why Nintendo exists for all intents for most and purposes. People, yeah, for most people outside of the hardline RPG people who love Shimagami Tensei or the Xenosaga, Xenoblades, whatever, or Fire Emblem or those, yes. Or Pokemon. Yeah. Because Pokemon is... Sure. Yeah. But Mario's the reason Nintendo is a Western thing. Absolutely. And Mario is the only reason I still kind of cared about anything to do with Nintendo is because I want to play Mario games. Mario's I want to see what's up next. flagship game. Yeah. One of their flagship games. Yeah. We'll get to the end, too. Yeah. yeah. But it took you 33 minutes to be like, oh, by the way, there's a Mario game. Yeah. But. But they had to bury it because. They don't release it until the holiday of 2017. Right. Which so, means November, December, maybe yeah, o- just late in October. time for Christmas. Maybe. Maybe. That's if they hit their target date. Yeah. That's if nothing goes wrong. And that's if it's Western holiday and not... Sure. Like, if it's... It did say 2017. So holiday 2017 means probably November. So they're launching a Nintendo console without a Mario game. That seems really silly to me. It does, doesn't it? I feel like you advertise... I mean, at... uh, uh, What's the the convention? E3? E3. At E3, two years ago, when they showed No Man's Sky, they were... I mean, this isn't the game that PlayStation 4 was going on, but it's like, it's not going to be out until a year from now. Fine. Everybody was yep. still pretty amped up about it. Last of Us 2 at PSX a few weeks ago. I wrote about it. Okay. It's like, Last of Us 2 is coming. Last of Us, which was my second favorite game ever. Right. Top 100 gaming section. Plug, plug, plug. plug. They announced it, and they all they said was, one more thing. This is very early, but they put something together just to let you know they're working on it. Sure. It's like, oh, okay. Is it Last of Us 2? Holy crap, it's Last of Us 2. I'm good. I know it's I will get it till 2019. Yeah. Fine. But you're making it. I'm happy. So you a year ago you you release this trailer with Nintendo Switch. It's a bit long. They rumors of NX were a year ago for sure, which was the next console before we knew it was Switch. Then in fall, we knew the Switch was coming. Sure, that's what I meant. Was in the right. fall, not a year ago. I meant yeah. Well, te- last year technically. Right. But it's not long enough to be substantially sure so okay so you when they released this trailer in october mid-october why not just release it once you have a mario ready to me that just makes more sense yeah release it around the holiday time so release it a year later yep with mario yeah to me that makes i am not in marketing I would not pretend to be in marketing, but that just seems to make the most amount of sense. To release it with something as big as the game, the reason why I like Nintendo. Now, to be fair, sure. Zelda is huge. Zelda's probably the second biggest Nintendo property. And they are, Breath of the Wild is coming out on, March on release. Yeah. But it's also coming out on the Wii U. So... You don't need a Switch to play it. Right. I did not know that. But you need a Switch to play it on the go. Right. So there's a reason. 
Should we backtrack a bit and talk about the hardware itself, or sure. do you want to stick with? Yeah, no, let's 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 jump back and you know, like, okay, it's a cool idea. It's a very cool idea. It is a home console handheld a hybrid of yeah. the two, where you plug essentially it's a six point one inch screen that plugs into a dock, mm-hmm. and once it's plugged into the dock through an HDMI cable, it outputs. Probably 720 to 900p on your TV. Whatever is on the Switch. Then you can lift that screen out and attach those Joy-Con controllers to it mm-hmm. to play it as a handheld. Yeah. Or you can kickstand it so it's just the little screen, kickstand it on a table, yeah. and play with a controller. That is a super cool idea. Great idea. You... you- I mean, you've got a game on the go, and you're going on holidays or something. You're flying six hours or ten hours or however long, and you're taking the bus or the train <laughs> to work downtown. Yeah. You got a half an hour every day. You could easily fit in a one-two switch or twenty with everybody on the bus. Absolutely. It makes sense. <laughs> but like the something that they didn't cover in the press conference, and I'll just throw that in now, is there is going to it's Nintendo. They'll have virtual console. Virtual console means that they will have you will have access to NES, SNES. N64, rumors of maybe GameCube stuff. So you'd have to buy it, so you spend 10 bucks, but then you've got Mario 1, 2, and 3. You've got it on your TV and on the go. That's pretty sweet. So, yay, if you don't have a Wii U and a DS, because you can already do it there. Right. But it Which doesn't. it's not the so, same kind yeah. of plug and pull out and you're right where you were or whatever. Sure. Is there an ability to save on the newer versions of those old school games? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I just know, like, I remember playing when I got my, when I finally got my Sega Genesis in my first year of university. (laughs) Sweet. Yep. I remember playing Sonic and doing really well, but having to go to class, and so I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep my game running. Yeah. Because that's the only way. You can't save the game. So it's just like, I would like to be able to save because I suck at video games, and if I ever make it far enough, be like, okay, well. Yeah. I would like to come back to this and not have to start from scratch. So, so yes, essentially okay. there are ways. Great. Okay. So there is virtual console. I do like that. But although you may need to buy them again, even if you had it. Well, it Dave made a like eh whatever, but for me who already owns some stuff on Wii Virtual Console, right. having to buy it again on a Switch Virtual Console is a pain. It's like when you owned an album on records, and then cassettes came out, and then CDs came out, and then MP3s came out. Yeah. Like, having to update because of the evolution of technology. Star Wars on VHS, Star Wars on DVD, Star, Star Wars, Wars on, on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Like, Star really? Wars on hologram. Yeah. Which, Someday. fine. Yeah. But, yeah. So it is, it's kind of irritating, because I own this game. Why can it not just be attached? So if they figure that out, great. Right. Okay, some things we need to talk about. Oh my god, there's so many things we can talk about. Can we talk about the size of the Joy-Cons? <laughs> They're so <laughs> tiny. The thing that they were bragging about was, it fits in the palm of your hand. Yep. Who the hell wants a console that fits in the palm... Or, controller. Like a, a controller that fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. I'm going to break the damn thing. And you need to hold it two-handed for some things. Yeah. So you're holding this... Like, it's like holding a harmonica. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Although they looked smaller than harmonicas. <laughs> but yes. 
And they had six buttons on them and an analog stick. And yeah. then a seventh button, but that was for sharing with social media or... Or taking screenshots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And two of those are the trigger buttons, so they're on top, and he's like, oh, it's just such a natural holding position. I'm like, that is not natural. I'm get, I'm get, I feel like... Um, Groundskeeper Willie, when he was talking about playing Space Invaders. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I, I don't damaged. have the opposable digits because I, I got arthritis playing space or fighting Space Invaders. <laughs> that was a pretty addictive video game. Video game? But like, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Is my hands are gonna be so kinked up that I just can't do it. That's not natural. Now, a lot of the games we saw, it was a one-handed. Like you just needed one Joy-Con. Sure. It was motion and all of that sort of stuff. So. Okay, fine, but all of that virtual console stuff, the yeah. stuff that, based on the release lineup, I'm going to play more of. Sure. Great. I don't... So then you're looking at a pro controller. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because Nintendo, they're also releasing a pro controller, which looks not exactly like an Xbox controller, but similar to. It's got two offset analogs and a D-pad and buttons and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can get that, but separate. Sure, because why would it all come in included? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a pro controller. You get two controllers, two Joy-Con controllers that right. are the size of your palm. But they come in different colors. Neon blue and neon red. Woohoo! And black. Yeah. And maybe like a gray or a white or something? No, there was no white. Was it, was it just, just a, neon the, blue those and three colors? Red and black. Cool. Or the gray black that the console is in itself. Yes. <sighs> I, I, I'm scared to ask. Okay. Now, you know what the console costs. That's where you're going, right? Yes. Awesome. So $300 American. American, $400 Canadian. Right. So this is a console that, as of right now, on its own, so you get the dock, the screen, and the two Joy-Con controllers, and the two wrist straps. They're not being chintzy. There's two <laughs> wrist straps in there. But. No games. No games. For $400 Canadian. Yeah. $300 American. Right. You can get a PlayStation 4 right now with yeah. Uncharted 4 or another bundle for less than that. Okay. By about 50 bucks less. Okay. Better graphics with the PlayStation. Yep. Higher processor, better speed, better graphics. And games I'm more interested in. Probably. More games. especially. More. <laughs> well, now that you've seen the press conference, you have an idea of what's coming. So I'm going to go 80 with, games yeah. in development, though. Yep. Yeah. But they're not there yet. Right? <coughs> so buy it now. Yeah. Are you trying to figure out how much that uh, Pro Controller is going to be? Well, no. I'm just trying to think cost justification. Okay. Because you're kind of getting... It's a DS now? I was going to say Game Boy, but like... Yeah, it's DS. 3DS is probably the newest. You're basically getting a... You're getting an at-home console and a DS together. Right. So I can kind of understand why the price is a little bit more because you have an on-the-go as well as home, even though it's the same one and the same game. True. I think I got Anna's DS for $120. Okay. And its library is huge. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I can see why it's a little bit pricier, but it still seems extreme. Yeah, because it is underpowered. Yeah. How much did the PS4 cost when it first came out? Was it three ninety nine ninety nine? It was, eh? Yeah, it okay. was four hundred dollars. 
So And how many games came out with it like right from the get go? Was there When I got it, I got it in April and it came out in November. Okay. So like 6 months after the fact. I had already backlogged. I had PlayStation Plus, sure. which I've talked about before, which yeah. that's the service that gives you online gaming and it also gives you free games. So I already had banked 8 games that way and I had Infamous Second Son. There were also all of the sports games sure. for the most part ported. To be fair, it was older versions for right. the most part, but there was a FIFA that was made for PS4, and right. there was Madden, and there was hockey, and there was baseball. Right. Yeah, all of those things existed. For 400 bucks. Yeah. And did it come with a game? Mine did not. Okay. No. When it first came out, it was not bundled with something, but because of PS Plus, I already had eight on it right, banked right. because I have PS Plus from my PS3. Sure. So... I had those preloaded, basically. Okay. They were ready to go as soon as I didn't have to pay anything for it. I didn't you have to upgrade. You turn on your console and you've got a game I downloaded at your disposal. Them. Yep. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's always going to be higher when it first comes out because... Of course. Supply and demand. Yeah. And from what I understand, everybody's real excited to get this because of that press conference. There are some fanboys. There are sure. some Nintendo fans. Fanboys I used in a negative term, but there are also Nintendo fans yeah. who care about Zelda enough that yes, don't care getting it on this. Yeah. The handheld hybrid idea. Yeah, that's enough. Totally. Perfect. So okay, I, cool. I understand like there's going to be a lot of people who buy that. But for me, I'm But this was trying to sell people like us, me a completely lapsed Nintendo fan who is entirely in PlayStation pocket at this point cuz Sure. They make the games that I like, and yeah. I play on that. You, who are playing Xbox 360, yeah. having a good time. Yeah. But a handheld hybrid, if it had, say, baseball on it, yeah. you would maybe even consider over a PlayStation if it had the stuff you wanted, because I can take this to the cabin. I can take totally. this to when I go home. I can take this, yeah. like I said, on the bus, on the train. Yeah. Get all that one-two switch in that I need. That's true. But the idea of being able to play MLB on Nintendo yeah, as I'm sitting on the bus. You probably never get it because Sony has the rights to MLB, but you virtual console. You sure. could get Base Wars. You could, oh get Ken, you could get Ken Griffey 94, right? Like you could get those yeah. potentially. Is that the Super Nintendo one where you could do the home could, run competition? Yeah. Oh my god, that is such a good... The game itself is so hard. Oh, it's super hard. But the home run derby is so fun. But you could take that. You yeah. could have it at home. It's like, I got 20 minutes before I go. I could start a Red Sox game. Yeah. You start playing it, and then you pick it up, and you go on the train, and you yeah. still got it with you. It's the same it's game. Idea. Yeah. Right? So this was trying to sell people who weren't already jazzed, sorry, jazzed for it on it. Yeah. But in chronological order, they release, these are the games that they showed me. 1-2 Switch. Yep. Yeah, huh? Arms? Yep. Which, you have to admit, if somebody had that and a bunch of us got together, grabbed a six-pack or whatever, sure. brought a few, and then just hung out and played it for a bit and then watched movies or whatever. Sure. Okay. Uh, maybe. But it's your second game? I don't I don't know. Arms like, is a uh, extendable arms boxing arena game yeah it looks really weird yeah and only okay and it's called arms yeah its release is spring 2017 i think after the press conference i think they said april okay so not too far out okay 
Uh, then Splatoon 2, which right? looks okay. I mean... If you're into Splatoon, great. Yeah. It looks like a fun little franchise. Yeah. yeah. Then Mario. Wii. Yeah. I'm excited. Right? I'm... It looks great. It it looks pretty fun. It looks like a pretty good Mario it's game. It's a 3D Mario game. Yeah. Where he goes to random worlds outside of the Mushroom Kingdom, which yeah. means he's in New York and some like it looked weird like steampunky and, yeah. place and in Egypt. And yeah. Like that... It looked pretty cool. Like... Kind of a hybrid of our world and the Mario world. Very yeah. cool. That one looked all right. Xenoblade 2? Couldn't care less. You're not an RPG guy, though, so that, no. like, I would be excited Sure. Fire Emblem Warriors? Don't care. Muso? Was that... Th- we didn't even see anything. We just literally saw the emblem. Yeah. You were supposed to get hyped over the music. Yeah. I was like, nah, okay. As a non-gamer, I don't know what the hell that is. Right. Uh, Dragon Quest... 10 and 11, yep. but also Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. So four, three and a half Dragon Quest games. Right. Of which I don't care. I do, because I am a Dragon Sure. was a Dragon Quest fan, but they never come to the systems I have anymore, so I don't really get to play them. <laughs> but that was, like, that's exciting. Okay. It's a, again, but it's a JRPG, which is something yep. that you are not into. So. Yeah. Uh, Shin Megami Tensai. Right. That was the one with... Nailed the, the pronunciation. Yes! I spelled it phonetically. I figured you would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the one with, like, the rose petals blowing yes. through. Okay, I have no idea what it is. It looked like a cool trailer. It's a dope trailer. Yeah. It's like, man, the post-apocalyptic, there's yeah. some weird rose petals. This could be really cool. Oh, it's a JRPG. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm less interested. Then the wonderfully named Project Octopath Traveler. I'm so excited. It looks so... But it does look fun. If it you're looks, into old school 8 like to 8 16 bit RPG. Yeah. Again, that like... It looked like an old school Square game. And it's Square Enix going back to doing an old school RPG. I'm interested in that. But that's not something that's going to sell me on a on a bloody piece of hardware. Because I can get 8 bit RPGs. Yeah. And I can get other stuff that will satiate that itch. <laughs> That isn't named Project Octopath Traveler, although I kind of want that on a t-shirt because that's the most amazing translation. I'm hoping that's just off or something, but the trailer was in English, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Then Skyrim. Right. A game I played on PS3. Sure. Oh, but before that, Sega was excited to make more games for Switch. Right. They, They hadn't really started anything, but they were just excited to make more games for Switch. Yeah, it seems neat. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then after Skyrim, Suda51... Right. Uh, ...is looking forward to starting a game. Yeah. And they had a poster, sort of. Yeah. Concept art of a character, kinda. Yeah. And then EA came on to talk how they're making a FIFA game, but we didn't get to see any of it. They no. just talked about how they're making it. They're going to make a FIFA game for Switch. Yeah. So FIFA on Switch. Yeah, and then they did this Sizzler, which had Sonic and Minecraft and a skiing game and a farm simulator and Mario Kart 8, like Street Fighter. Alpha 2, yep. There were games in the Sizzler that I was like, okay, now these are some games that I would play. Now, everything you just listed is already out on other systems. Well, and that's the thing. Every single one of them. The skiing game is called Steep. It's from Ubisoft, and it came out in winter, and you can get it on PS4 or Xbox One right now. Okay. Okay. Because it looks pretty fun. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a skiing game, and there's only so many skiing games one needs, but... Well, it's actually a big open-world extreme winter sports game. Oh, cool! So you can do a whole bunch of stuff in oh, well, it. Well, then pardon my ignorance. Yeah, it's not just skiing. There's snowboarding. I think you can hang glide and stuff in it. Like, yeah, it's Gnarly. it's a bigger kind of winter sports thing. Okay. But this is my issue, is if they're trying to sell it to you... Right. Sure, you've got some, some RPGs, some fantasy games in there. Neat. I'm looking at this going... Well, there's Mario. Yep. Well, and you don't care about Zelda. No. Because Zelda's kind of a big deal. I bet you you would actually really enjoy a Zelda. Yeah? It's a big kind of action-y RPG sort of feel to it, but it's not... It doesn't have all of the systems that I find so interesting when I've shown you RPGs. It's like, look at all of this stuff I have and all of these things I have to click on. It's more about collecting hearts. Okay. And you actually are doing everything, which is a more Western-y RPG thing. Sure. Like, you are hacking and slashing, and you're figuring out puzzles and environmental stuff. I think you would probably enjoy Zelda, especially this one. I just never got into it because it seems so, like, Zelda, when I was growing up, seemed so complicated. Yeah. And I just wanted to side-scroll Mario game. Or Tubin. (laughs) Where was Tubin? Right? Yeah. So that was my issue is... Like, the one that they were talking about that uh, beyond Mario that I was r- really excited for was FIFA, and I didn't get to see an ad for it. Right. Or a trailer for it. It was just them talking about FIFA. Yep. So... FIFA, which you could get on Xbox 360, which you already have. Yeah. So I'm less... I'm not that sold on the Nintendo system because there's nothing that's grabbing me. I mean, they put Mario Kart on there, yep. but I, I mean... I don't have it on my Wii right now, so it's, there's a reason why my Wii isn't set up. But if I went to EA or I not um, EB? EB Games yep. and found Mario Kart for Wii, I'm happy. There you go. Because that's all I want is Mario Kart, and it's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Edition. So it's a it's a fancier and with all the DLC version of the one that already came out on Wii U last year. Right. So what's new then? <laughs> And that's why it was in that sizzle reel and not in the pre-stuff. Yeah. Because all of the pre-stuff was what's actually coming for Switch, and Mm -hmm. everything else you could get somewhere else if you wanted it, but is also playable on the go. The thing is, is through the whole press conference, they were selling you on the fact that this is their console, not a handheld. Right. So, great, I have a console that can play 70% of what you've shown me already. At a higher fidelity rate, better graphics, and probably run better. Yeah. Or like Skyrim, you know, the game I played six years ago. Yeah, I remember when that came out. That was... Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. People loved it. It was great. Came out again last year in HD. Cool. Won't be on Switch in HD because that would probably be too much for it based on its processor. But still, (sighs) but that is one, if I were to get a Switch, which I'm not. Yeah. Unless something drastically changes in their release schedules, uh, no, it's a $400 Mario machine. Yeah. But if I was, and I was traveling a lot, having Skyrim on the go, that'd be pretty great. Sure. Well, like you were saying, was it about Skyrim where you were saying, like, having it on the plane and, like, being able to play that yeah. from the, like, you, you set kick, it up on the, kick the kickstand stand it up and, and put it on your, your tray table? Tray table. Yep. And play Skyrim, that would be really fun. That'd be great. Great way to kill a bunch of hours. Some of us are going to go see something. We finally decide to go see a a football game or something together, and a few of us have it, and we could play Mario Kart on the plane. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, because actually that is the one, one of the really cool things that they, like, 
I started a pros and cons list, but <laughs> then we just I just started taking notes. And w- besides the the no more region locking, yeah, which is nice, which Thank is you. nice. The the up to eight Wi-Fi on the goes with there they hooked up on a local multi, uh, on a local Wi-Fi. Right. You can have up to eight playing against each other, which is really cool. That's a neat concept. Where it is if everybody has them, it's local area networking, yeah. right? And yeah. that's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So in a situation like that, wonderful. But there aren't a lot of other pros right now. <laughs> no. It comes out in March. That was a nice surprise. Yeah. Considering the press conference was only a few days ago. Yeah. As of our recording this, a week ago, I suppose, as of this coming out. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. So we were talking about having it like Mario Kart on the plane, right? Or Skyrim. Yeah. I wouldn't play with a Joy-Con because I have people hands. Oh, God. So you have to have the Pro Controller. I would want a Pro Controller because I want a controller that actually feels like a controller in my hand. Yeah. Yes. Now, Dave. Yes, John. How much do you this think that... This harkens back to our Christmas <laughs> It podcast. sure does. How much do you think Nintendo is charging? And I don't have the conversion off the top of my head, but I have it in American. Okay. So think in American so it's a dollars. $300 system. Right. How much do you think a Pro Controller is going to be? 75 bucks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. For a... For a controller. Yeah. The PS4 DualShock right just now gonna are ask, 65. Like it, 65. Yeah. Okay. And what's the difference between a DualShock and the Pro Controller? Uh, more buttons, probably built about the same way. Has the light bar, so it's got motion control. The DualShock does. Oh, okay. Um, rumble. I don't know if the Pro Controller has rumble. It might. It might not. And the DualShock is the controller you need for the PlayStation 4. It's not optional. It's, here's a controller. Uh, and it comes with, the PlayStation comes with Came two? with one. One? One, yeah. Okay. But it comes with one. Right. Because it's the one that you that you need. But right. if you want a second one, you could buy it for 65 bucks. Yep. Or cheaper. Like, you can get them online for cheaper or whatever. But I always like actually physically buying them. That way, if it doesn't work, I could take it back. Right. So, yeah, and 65 bucks. So that'd be about so seventy five bucks would be about roughly a hundred bucks Canadian ish. Yeah, maybe give it ninety. No, it seems steep to me. Now, how much do you figure those Joy Cons run together? Oh man! Uh, if you were to get another pair, because it comes with two, right? But if you wanted to have four people playing local right. Mario Kart or whatever, uh, about the same. A little more. Okay. Eighty. Okay. Uh, but fifty a piece. So if you just need to replace one, it's fifty. But Perfect. if you buy both, it's eighty. For God's sake! But let us not forget the fact that when you have these Joy Cons. You can feel what it's like to hold a glass of ice. With up to three ice cubes. And water. Because I never knew that I wanted my controller to feel like holding a glass of ice water until now. I am sure glad that they showed us that. And they never went back to it. They never talked about why that matters. That They never talked about why that's a thing I'm supposed to care about. What game is going so to use that? It was so random. 
Hmm. I hope that's in one two switch. <laughs> well, it's just like it, it'll it can read the difference between rock paper and scissors. I'm like, what? That's cool. Sure. I don't know what that's for. General motion control. I guess. So they, but then does it get too gimmicky? Where it's you have to play rock paper scissors to solve something? I, I don't know. Maybe then it doesn't read it properly because maybe you have a case on it or it's not clean or whatever because it's a thing you're constantly having in your hands. Yeah, I it's don't, on the go. It might get scratched. I have no idea. This is the idea is cool. I just I don't understand what the execution is for. Yeah, but that sounds like the entire Nintendo Switch. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it was an hour and six minutes right. of meh. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. And Dave saw that. 35 minutes of that, because I saved him from a lot of the really long descriptions of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's our answer. In 33 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... To me, it looks like a $400 Mario and Zelda machine. Yeah. And if I want a Pro Controller, it's a $500 Mario and Zelda machine. Yeah. Why would Why would you do that to yourself? I have a lot of other things I would much rather spend $500 on. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to spend $500, i am going to get myself a PS4 with a bunch of sweet games. Yeah, you definitely could at this point because yeah. there are games that are really, really great that are now down to 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it wouldn't be a lot of great games, but it would be... I could get... MLB The Show. Exactly. Done. Yeah. Well, Far I'm Cry looking at some of the games that you've got. Far Cry 5. Far Cry, yeah. yeah, Far Cry or, Primal. Uh, Primal, yeah. Is there 5 and Primal? No, not yet. Fi- I 5 just, will come. Primal is what I was thinking when I said right. Far, Far Cry 5. But yeah, I could get that. I could get... Uncharted 4, NHL 17. Yeah. All these... Sweet- <laughs> Mad Max... Tropico 5, Until Dawn. Yeah, like, sweet. Plus, that one that you're really excited about is coming out at some point. Oh, The Last of Us 2? Yeah. Last of Us 2 is coming. Death Stranding. Remember that weird one with Norman Reedus I showed you? Yes. That's coming. Well, and also, like, I know you've, it's kind of lost its luster for you, but I would probably pick up No Man's Sky because it's a fun concept for a game. They keep releasing updates to have more stuff to do in it. So oh. I haven't deleted it. I will yeah. probably go back at some point just to explore around a bit more. Well, it just seems like a good one to play when you're... You just have half an hour and you just want to do nothing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great for that. Like, it's not you're not on a mission. You're just flying around the universe. Plus all of the indie games yeah. that come to it and Xbox and Steam. Totally. I, are they coming to Switch? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. They didn't punch that up. That's tons of the games that I have played, plus... As of Monday, the coming up, my game of the year is also an indie game. I did a game of the year thing on oh, for okay. the articles, so on okay. Monday you can check that out. So, like, all of this stuff that you could get, like you just said, for five hundred dollars. So, say three fifty for a bundle. Mm-hmm. You could probably, if you waited, say you waited until the the Switch came out yeah. and you looked at it. I bet you you might be able to get a MLB the Show bundle. Which means, sure. so say maybe that's a little more, so three seventy five. But then I have the game Canadian. that I wanted so badly. Yep. Since Xbox quit making MLB games, right? And then you would still have a hundred and twenty five dollars before tax. Where I'm not bothering with GST to get 
other stuff, Infamous Second Son yeah. or Uncharted or Last of Us Remastered, so you could see what I've been talking right. about all of this time until the, like all of this other stuff. The only thing you're missing is that you care about is Mario, yeah, and that I care about is Mario Dragon Quest Eleven. I kind of hope comes, yeah. it might. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> and one two switch. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure we both have smartphones and iPads. We could probably find one that does exactly the same damn thing. Yeah, probably. Now, before we break for our ad, Mm -hmm. I just want to say our next segment, we are going to be talking about Rogue One, and we are going to be talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story, complete with spoilers, because, as Dave has mentioned previously... I've seen it! So, if you haven't seen Rogue One and you want to avoid spoilers, leave after the ad... Or now. Now is fine, too. You know the ad. It's just going to be a little different because they've got music now. Ooh. Yeah. But, yes, we don't want to ruin anything for you, which is why we did Star Wars Second. Yep. That way you could listen to us talk about video games and we didn't have to be like, come back in, record the entire podcast, and then come yeah. have one of us say 37 minutes. Right. Although that wouldn't be completely accurate because then, yes, exactly. So we're just going to do the, the spoiler podcast a second. So if... You haven't seen it and you're bailing right now. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. This has been episode 151. Yeah. If you are sticking around, wait till after the ad and we'll talk about Star Wars. We'll talk to you after I talk to you about the next section being brought to you by the Dumont Television Network. Are you tired of the stranglehold that the two other networks have on your television, Dave? I sure am. Why not tune in to the innovative and dynamic Dumont Network, featuring such great programs as The Maury Amsterdam Show, Captain Video and his Video Rangers, or the latest in programming innovations, Cash and Carry, a so-called game show where real people have a chance to win real money by answering questions questions on cans, the hilarious husband and wife stunt feature, or play from home by phoning into your local station to guess what is under that barrel. All this and more on the Dumont Network. 1946. It's gonna be our year. And we're back. And as Sean alluded to before the ad, we're going to talk about Rogue One, Star Wars. So tons of you asked. Tons of people asked. Especially after you found out that David's seen it. <laughs> Is they that trickled, right? It they just... trickled in a bit after I'd seen it because yeah. I'd posted about watching it. So a few had trickled in, but then once you had said, like, guess what, guys? I've seen it. The next couple of days was just like, Star Wars question, Star Wars question, <laughs> Star Wars question. Like, good, good. Ah, so people actually give a damn about things that I've done. I appreciate you people so much. <laughs> Even though I don't know... Well, I know the odd person, like yeah. our, my friend Justin listens. Hi, Justin. But he most, didn't ask. No, most people are just random individuals whom I've never met and yep. likely never will meet. But I appreciate you all. And I think Sean does too. I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak for Sean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50 50. <laughs> Got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Stop asking me about Trump. Incidentally, we were asked about the inauguration, but Don't we thought care. that yeah, we thought that talking about the Nintendo Switch would be more fun. Yes, and also don't care. Yeah, and by the time this comes out, it won't have happened. So 
we it will have happened. Sorry, yes, it will have happened. We're so but we've had to record so far back. Yeah. So much could happen in the week between. Totally. We still don't know who's playing unless cuz more people have backed out now. So I whatever. We don't That's our discussion about about the inauguration. There Yay. you go. Rogue One. Yeah. Man. I'm so glad I saw it in the theater. Right? Cuz it's a war movie. It is. You have to see it you don't have to see it in the theater. You definitely could see it outside, and it'd still be great. I mean, I saw Force Awakens that way, and I still loved it that way. Yeah, exactly. But the scale is so much better this way, on the big screen, with the big sound. Mm-hmm. I know you can't do 3D. I appreciated the 3D. It didn't add too much, but again, it's it. all they're really doing is depth of field. Sure. So fine. Yeah, and I mean, that's the biggest thing is I don't get depth of field with mine, because anyway, whatever. Yeah, We've talked about that's that before. That's the way it I was just happy that Eau Claire didn't even have it in 3D, I don't think. And no. so I just know that if I'm going to go see a movie in 3D, that's in 3D, I'll just go to Eau Claire. I don't even know if they have 3D I at Eau Claire. I don't think they do. I don't think they've upgraded. Which works out really well for me. Yeah. There just, are other places that don't do 3D, though, to I, be fair. Yes. It's just I knew that that one was, it was like, I'm going to look perfect. It's and not it's close in 3D. to where you live yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for all those people who want to stalk Dave, there's a starting point. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Gives you a little bit of a radiance? Not really. Huh. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, it just... Just from the story, it was right. really... I, I just really enjoyed kind of that bridge between Revenge of the Sith... Yep. ...and A New Hope. Right. Um, I think... Post-Rebels, the cartoon... Sure. Right. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. That's... That, that wasn't meant to slow you down. It's just there's also that in between the two. Right. And that's where, say, Forrest Whitaker's character is also in the cartoon. And oh, so it, like, it, okay. they, it wasn't blatantly tied to the point where, <laughs> Dave, you haven't seen Rebels. You don't even know half of what happened in Rogue One. It's not like that. It's, right. It's literally, there's little things where if you've been watching that, it's like, oh, he's from this. Oh, I recognize that from... Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense because there was a point where Forrest Whitaker's character, I was a little curious. Like, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Right. And so, what, what was his name? It was, uh, where is it? Oh, uh, Saw Guerrera. Right. Saw. Hmm. <laughs> cool. Right. Should have looked up his IMDb earlier. Anyway, I've got keep, it loaded keep up. Keep that up. Yeah, I'm going to because I'm going to need to. <laughs> get back to that one but I just all of a sudden he was there yep and you know at the at the in that that opening scene where just let me pull up my oh man I am I should literally my phone is just about to die so um uh, I love that Alan Tudyk is K2so yeah yeah uh Mads Mikkelsen or Galen Erso right when when they're or Hannibal or Hannibal first of all the fact that he's a good guy made me really happy. Yeah. I know we've talked about it before, how he said that when he was in... he was He's Danish, right? Yeah. When he was in Denmark, he was like the romantic lead, and then he comes to America, and he's... <laughs> Nothing but villains. Villain. And he's kind of villainous in this, in the sense that he's working on the... De- but he's not... I mean... He doesn't really is, have a choice, exactly. if we're being fair. Well, and that's the thing. Like, And then in the, the hologram he sends to uh, Jin... Right. I'm a little sad you had to look that up. 
It's because if you're gonna remember any name, I haven't seen it since December. Yeah. So, <laughs> whoa now. <laughs> Thanks for calling me on that. That was <laughs> we could have just let that one go. No, I'm a little sad that you had to look up Jin. That's fair. But that's okay. I'm just terrible with character names sometimes. Yeah, and there's a ton of them. It's <laughs> there fine. are. Well, and they're not common names. They're, they're Star not, Wars names. They're not common in the sense that you don't hear them before this and you don't hear them after this. No. Because it's kind of a it's kind of a bottle episode of Star Wars. Pretty much. Yep. Despite the fact that it really ties those 20 years ish, yeah. Ish sure. together, it kind of bridges those 20 years. Yeah. But I mean, like you saw R2D2 and 3PO. Yep. Briefly. Yeah. Which makes sense. On Yavin. Yeah. And right at the end, we got to see Princess Leia. Yep. Well, and I guess there was Tarkin. Yep. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff. I can never... That's I knew a title, was... so okay. yes. I knew it was something like that, but I couldn't quite remember, so I've just been calling him Tarkin because... That's acceptable. Yeah. That's his actual name, so fine. He was he wouldn't be Grand Moff until later anyway, so... Right. he is Grand Moff Tarkin in A New Hope. Oh, because he's Governor Tarkin in this. Exactly. Right. So he hasn't got his promotion. Remember at the beginning of A New Hope, uh, he comes in with Vader into that conference table and yep. discusses about how the Emperor has dissolved the Senate. Yes. So now places are now in the hands of governors. And so he would be a governor and then he descends to Grand Moff. I Moff see. is a governor. Blah, 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 blah. Fine. How do you spell? M-O-double-F? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually, I was so jazzed about Rogue One that... It, Just. My bad. I was so just about Rogue One. Then when we got home afterward, I mean, it was late, so I couldn't get all the way through it. But I started watching A New Hope just because I was like, I'm feeling Star Wars right now. So I watched. And it ties in so beautifully. It really does. And that's the beauty of it is just, I mean, it's a, and it wasn't as long as I was expecting. I thought it was going to be two and a half hours, and I think it was just over two. It was just over, yeah, it was two. Two and change. Fifteen-ish? Yeah. It's still but pretty I, long. I, it's still pretty long, fair. but it was entertaining enough beginning to end that I never thought, damn, I wonder what time it is. Right. Because all of a sudden we got to the last planet that they were fighting on. Right. And I was like, well, clearly this is where it all comes to a head. And yeah. Then the then the movie's over. Yep. Um, With but I'm, everybody dead. Again, we're spoiling, right? Yes. It's a, this is a spoiler cast. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fine. No, and I wasn't. That face wasn't because you just said. You did that. make a face where I'm like, no, we're we're good. Yeah, no, the face was because I was sad that everybody died, but it makes sense. Yeah, it ha- th- th- There was no other way. No. You can't. Because then they'd need to be in later they stuff. To, exactly. You can't have Jin in a later episode. Yeah, episode because yep. At the time of A New Hope, she didn't exist. Right. So, of course, the only way to facilitate this is to just explode the entire. It was the base. They yeah. didn't explode the entire planet. Right. Because the first time they do that is when they explode Leia's. And I can't remember what it is. All Alderaan. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Because she says Tatooine. Dantooine. Dantooine. Yeah. Tatooine is where Luke is from. Right. Dantooine is the one that she's like, where's the base? It's on Dantooine. Right. Yeah. 
So she just lied about some... Right. So that old ab- It was an old abandoned base. There was a base on Dantooine, but it was oh, abandoned. Okay. So she gave them a base, but it was already empty. Gotcha. Because then they say, we'll go and blow yeah. that one up, but we're still going to blow up Alderaan. Because Alderaan is a core system, which will get more attention in the galaxy, as opposed to Dantooine, which is more of a rim system, which would not... Well, if it's abandoned, nobody's going to care anyway, because it's just, look at the power that we have, but we didn't kill millions of people. Well, they might still have. I'm not familiar with Dantooine enough to know if there's things there other than the base. That makes sense. Off the top of my head. Sorry, Extended Universe fans. But I guess if Leia had to pick somebody, she would pick one where A, there aren't rebels, and B, it's not Alderaan. Yep. It would be low population and out of the way. Collateral damage. I mean, somebody's going to have to die. Sorry, Dantooine. You were Alderaan. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, oh yeah, so that was the that was the first one that they that they, so they just, So you couldn't you couldn't bring that up in Rogue One and have have them blow up that planet exactly right. So blow up the base and we'll call it good. Yep. <clears throat> Which is still, I mean, it's a hell of a way to go. Yeah, I really liked. It was sad, but I liked the ending. I liked the way it was. Like visually, it was very good. Well, it's very old school. Yeah. It's and I've said this whenever I've talked about it on other things as well. It's very sixties. It's a very sixties war movie feel to it from beginning to end. When you after Christmas, when we talked about Rogue One for the first time, you said it's like a sixties seventies war movie. Yeah. So, and does that now that you've seen it, does that fit for you? Yeah. Because you've seen more. I've seen some people compare it to eighties <laughs> war movies and nineties war movies, and I'm like, mm, no, because no. Yeah. It's nowhere near as weirdly bombastic and overblown as an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. It's not as weirdly dark and stylized as a 90s war movie. No, it's just you invade the base and have a It's a Guns of Navarone. Big old shootout. It's a, yeah. It's something that here's a whole bunch of characters. You don't need an intense backstory about it. It's not super dark, but it's darker because this is a suicide mission. And totally. you're going to watch it. Yeah. So... And I think going into it, I knew that it was a suicide mission. Yeah. Because those characters don't exist. Like, we've already talked about. They don't exist. So I kind of knew. So I wasn't, like, broken up about the way it ended because I knew that they had to die. Probably, So was there, as as Jin and Diego? I think I'm wrong on that. Well, Diego Luna's the actor. Oh, right. Okay. So. Uh, Cassian Andor. As they're on the beach there, I was like... Yeah, this seems pretty fitting. Yeah, it was nice. It actually. was. I mean, there was some. There was peace amongst the chaos. Yeah, which was. I mean, that's that's how some of the best war movies ends. Is you know the if the main hero dies, which often they do because it's war. Yep, and war is hell. But especially they, on suicide missions. Exactly. When I, that's why I brought up the guns of Navarone. Not not everybody dies in that, but a lot of the main cast does. Yeah. And it's a big main cast yeah. where it's just, here's a quirky character, here's a character who does this, here's this character, they're like that. That's yeah. all you get, that's all you need, yeah. and then you go through the mission and it ends. Yeah. That's and at what the it end, is. you've got your, your main character or your main characters, and there's that sense of tranquility that washes over them because they've done their mission. Yep. And now... That's it. I can die in peace. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel about the... This is one of the only Star Wars movies, and... 
by one of the only, it's pretty much the only Star Wars movie that didn't have any love interest. I didn't even notice. Padme and Anakin, yeah. the, the first ones. The Luke, Leia, Han triangle sure. from the, in the next the weird ones. weird incestuous love triangle, yeah. Well, you didn't know that till later, yeah. but yes. Well, and then Rey and... Um... There's a Ray Finn, like, there's an attraction there, but it's not so much, it's not as blatant as some of the other stuff, no, but, but it's feel still like there. It, you feel like it could... There's something there. ...amount to something. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Whether it does or doesn't, I don't know, uh, but... But it felt like there is that attraction behind but some there's, stuff. there's potential there. Right. It didn't bother me at all. Didn't notice? No. Yeah. I mean, the closest you got to it was right at the end as they're holding hands as the as the base explodes. But that didn't even feel like a romantic thing. That, that was, was just, just a, like, that was a result. We're going out together. Yeah. It's been, we're not alone. Yeah. We did what we had to do. Thanks for not killing my dad. Yeah. Well, I'm sure and, he's dead anyway, but. Yeah. Thanks for not killing my dad and thanks for trusting me. Thanks for being here with me. Yep. I have a friend at the end. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't. I didn't notice, and it didn't bother me one way or the other. Yeah. Like, I just, I was like, yeah, it's just a movie. Yep. I didn't, I actually, I'm kind of glad there wasn't one. Yeah. I feel like it would have taken away from... And bogged it down. Absolutely. And made it less of a war movie. It's two Although hours and... there are war movies. Pearl most Harbor. of the, well, it's, I'm sticking 60s and 70s. Sure. A lot of them did have something, but not all of them, and a lot of the best don't. Yeah. Because it's unnecessary. That's not what I'm going to see a war movie for. Yeah. And I think like it was two hours and 15 minutes. You add a love story in there. That's another... 15 to 20. Yeah. Easy. And it's just... It's superfluous. Yep. That's not that's not what I want to go and see when I'm going to see... I mean, I don't care about love stories. And if... You know, if Ray and Finn do end up getting together, it's not going to bother me. No. Because you can do it over three episodes. Yep. Trying to do it in one movie and cram it all in. Yeah. That seems Around like a... introducing the Suicide Squad. <clears throat> yeah. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. So, eh. Yeah. There was somewhere else I thought, oh, you know what I was really, what I was really disappointed with was the lack of the scrolling credits. Oh, you missed the crawl? I did. It's not an actual, it's not a pure mainline Star Wars story. Like, it's not Star Wars. It's a Star Wars story. It's and an I... outside and and I get it, and that's yep. that's why I forgave it. And I I know that like, December so, episode eight, we're gonna get a crawl. It'll be there. Yep. And then the in December twenty eighteen, when it's the Han Solo, the Solo Han Solo, movie. we won't get it because it'll be a Star Wars movie. Right. Fine. It's just it was there was weird. a part of me because it says a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, and I was waiting for the tr- for the flourish of the of the the band, and then it's like, <gasps> nope. Oh. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Going right into movie, which is fine because, yeah. I mean, beginning to end, it was pretty, pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was a little slow in the first half, but sure, all '60s war movies are, because you have to meet everybody. That's the whole point of the first half is going around, figuring out the mission, meeting the team. That's How can it. we trust these people? How can we? And they didn't overplay that, which is something I was worried about. Yep. Trust issues in movies like this sometimes bog it down like crazy. Well, especially because you have a um, uh, defected pilot from the, the Empire, the Empire yep. side. So they could have really bogged down in those details about, well, you are defected. Maybe you're double agent, da-da-da. I'm like really trying to 
figure out the logistics there and really forcing that hand. I'm just like, I don't, I don't need that. It said they just threw him to that blob thing. Yeah. Blob thing's like, nope, truth. I'm a blob. No explanation. He made we didn't me even see him work. It was just like, here it is. This By the is way, the he might that's... be crazy. Oh, he is he crazy? I don't know. Let's just bring him. Is he crazy? Nope. Fine. Great. The next time we see him, he's in the jail cell right beside Jen and all those guys. Yeah, he's okay. good. Neat. Yep. Oh, I guess Jen wasn't there. It was uh, and Cassian and, 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 and yeah. Trute and oh man, we haven't talked about them yet. I know what a great tandem. Yeah, when you first fun. see them, I was like, yeah, they're pretty cool. I I enjoy them, but their their relationship, the two, the relationship between the two Asian guys was really really good. Two of the Asian guys. Two of yeah, because the, there's more. There are yeah. yeah. I, I meant the the blind monk and the Donnie Yen. That's the actor. He's from Eatman. Um but it's Chirut. Chirut, Imwei, and then yeah. Wang, Wen Jiang, Jiang? Yeah. Played Baze, Baze? Malbus. Malbus. The guy who carried the cool guns. Yep. Yeah. No, but, it was neat, and tying it into old Jedi lore was mm-hmm. cool. Well, and the, I mean... The fact that the Death Star runs on Jedi, like, lightsaber crystals, also awesome. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. That first fight... When they're on the the one planet and they're looking, I, I can't remember who they were looking for offhand, but anyway, there's like it's clearly a rebel hangout because they ended up starting to, to fire on all the empire. Oh, like that all was the, when they went to meet Forrest Whitaker. Was oh yeah 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 it was on that planet okay yeah yeah and so because it was remember when we did our trailer reacts it was that it was city that, with, with the, the flying like up on the, the Death cliff Star up there. above yeah. yeah yeah that ends up also getting blown up. But there's the big shootout, and then all of a sudden there's all these... There's the stormtroopers, and there's one blind monk. Yep. <laughs> I am the Force, and the Force is with me. Oh my god, was the Force with him. And it was just it's Donnie so good. And like I had talked about before, when I was worried that they... Because Force Awakens had the cast from the raid in it, and did nothing with them. I'm like, okay, you've cast Donnie Yen, another great martial artist. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna use him? I hope. And did they use him a lot? No. But you can't in a movie like that. And you used him enough to be like, okay, I see why you got Donnie Yen to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, there was people in the raid were in <laughs> yeah. Force Awakens? Yeah. Really? When they get bo- when Han's freighter gets boarded by those two rival parties of smugglers, yeah. those are the guys from the raid. What? Yes. Wow, this is brand new information. Exactly. You had them, the guys from the raid. The guy that plays Mad Dog is up front. Oh, I have to rewatch The Force Awakens. That's crazy. Well, you can anyway, because it's a great movie. But at the same time, yeah. You have a guy that can fight like Mad Dog from the raid. One of the best action movies this century. You guys, we've talked about it before, but if you haven't seen The Raid... Find it. Yeah, watch the raid. Oh my god. It's so good. One minute of love story, 99 minutes of action. Yeah, pretty much. That's basically what their tagline was. Something, I'm paraphrasing, because I don't know if I got the times right, but anyway. One, I might, is it only an hour and a half, though? I don't know, Uh, whatever. whatever. Doesn't matter, watch the raid. Yeah. But, you have these people and you don't use them. Like, 
it was just kind of a shout out. Like, we love the raid. We want to put you in this. We need some guys for this. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah. Okay, great. And then there they are. But then they get eaten. I, spoilers to Force Awakens, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. You don't really use them. So thankfully, Donnie Yen got to do a little bit of staff work. At the very least, sure. we got to see a bit of why Donnie Yen is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he, he was. Yeah, he was. And yeah, there'd just be points where I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about them if they were just secondary characters, but you really learned to appreciate their friendship and their camaraderie. The thing with that is, while Jin and I guess Cassian, to a point, are the leads, yeah. it is, again, bringing it back to the old-fashioned war movie, it's about the team. Totally. Nobody stands out above the other, other than, again, you have your leads who are going to finish the job. Sure, you and everybody knows that going into it. Gregory Peck is going to be the one that blows up the guns. I probably know that. It's not going to be that guy whose name I can't remember because I can't remember his name, and that's Gregory <laughs> Peck. Right? Like, yeah. So I get that. Yeah, like you never expect that Bodhi is going to be the one to save the day. No, but in a way, he, he, he kind of does. Up. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody does their part. Yeah, he's the guy who's... T- it was just so clever. Yeah. And a nice tip of the hat to a 60s war movie. Yeah, it really was. Even the way that you find these different characters, like when she's on the, the prisoner transport and and uh, Cassian is... like He ends up meeting his friend who who gives him the information about the pilot. And then he ends up killing his own friend or, like, his informant and then scurrying up the wall. Like, that's totally 60s. You see them in their element and, you know, yep. often they're these guys who, you know, they're, they're Principal Skinner when he steals that lady's purse. Up yours, children. <laughs> Had yeah. I known that there was war going on. I probably would have just apologized. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. like, these, these tough street guys who are then forced to do greater good action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they learn a lesson and they, I mean, it's before dying before dying. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. There's just something. It's a, there's a depth to it. There's a layering to it. That stuff, that later stuff, especially eighties lost. And that's why the bombastic, like, yes, Platoon is from the 80s. Yeah. There are eight great 80s war movies as well. Sure. But there's stuff like the Commandos and Universal Soldiers and all of that sort of stuff that lost that depth of layer. Yeah. And that ability to do that old-fashioned thing because they were trying to be bigger and flashier and more 80s. Right. Whereas 60s was more about the storytelling and watching the plan come together. Yeah. And having it come together, and then that can be it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be deeper than that. No. Well, and I mean, this, going back to well over a year ago when we were talking about forthcoming Star Wars and now that Disney has bought Star Wars, how they right. can just do make other whatever genres. the hell they want. Yeah. Sure. This was their version of a 60s war movie. They got the guy that made Godzilla to make a war movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really damn good. It was. And really fun. Now, if you don't like Gareth Edwards' style, I could appreciate if you... This could get a little grating. Because he does have a very specific way he tells a story. Right. I get that. And it's... That's where the depth does kind of become a little more shallow, is he never will get into the characters as much right. as even a J.J. Abrams can. Yeah. He's more about the that camaraderie, the team, the coming together, and the set pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. Yeah. And that's what a war movie is. But as so. long as you know that going in. 
Yeah, and are okay with it. Sure. Sure. And I mean, I know I know there were some people who really didn't like this movie. Yep. It, it was fairly... I think the people who liked it were in the, in the majority. Oh, I think so. But it was never... I never knew anybody who was like it's like cilantro there's you either loved it or you hated it there was nobody who was i don't i don't know anybody personally who right. was like eh it was okay people there's, either came out going i really didn't like it or people came out going that was really yeah, good i really enjoyed that i've seen a, gr- a good range of reactions okay. to it a lot of people there are some people who are talking about this is my second favorite star wars or my favorite star sure. wars and that sort of stuff and there's others who have it low like, beneath some of the prequels, and there's some people who have it right in the middle. I saw a guy on Facebook who said, I just saw Rogue One, and I'm going to... Again, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm going to have to watch The Phantom Menace to get the bad taste out of my mouth from this one. I was like, wow! <laughs> I think this is the day before I went and watched it. I was like, oh, God. Oh. Well, I loved that! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and no. I saw on your your list, you placed it right in the middle, hey? or For my top ten for of your- the year? No, no, for, like, of your Star Wars movies. Yeah. Fairly, fairly middle of the road, hey? Yeah, for me, like, it's still Empire, then New Hope Force Awakens are pretty much neck and neck next. Then, then it would be probably here. Okay. Rogue One, and then Return, and then Revenge. Okay. Phantom, and Attack of the Clones. (laughs) That's your last one, hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones is... The one that had the awkward 45-minute love story and then the two disposable computer armies oh, fighting each yeah, other for right. the other 45 minutes at the end. Right. Yeah, it was sweet. <sighs> <laughs> Who do you care more about, disposable droids or clones? By yes. the way, here's 80-year-old Christopher Lee in a sword fight. Yeah. <sighs> Didn't they also have Yoda doing like CG fights in that? Or was that... Friend of the Sith. Three had okay. more. Well, two was in it a little bit too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I'm trying to not remember most of it. That's fair. But yeah. But yeah it, so for me, it's about four or okay. five. Probably four. Yeah. I liked it more than I liked Return. Okay. But I am not a big Return of the Jedi fan. So, for what it's worth. It's the Ewoks, isn't it? It's partially the Ewoks. It's partially how the Ewoks work. Like, yay, we... Defeated the Empire with our sticks. And rocks. Why do they have armor? Fine. There's the... The plot is... Oh, hey, we're building another Death Star. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I got that one together really fast. Yeah, they did. Do they also follow the original plans? Because if they did... <laughs> we would have the same problem. Yeah. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're it's kind just, of getting off topic on our being on topic. Meh. Like, we're still talking about Star Wars. We've yeah. just really gone down the road here. I don't know. It's still good. Yeah. It's still far and above the, the Any prequels. Any of the prequels, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And see, for me, I can't rank them because I don't know them well enough yet. Right. I will say that I got really excited when we got to see Darth Vader. Despite the fact that it was very briefly, I didn't care. We got to see Darth Vader. I wanted less. I think the first scene when he's in the back to tank and then talking on when they're just having that conversation, I wish that wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. I didn't need that. If the first time, and think about this, if the first time you saw Vader was on the deck of that ship 
and it's just it's dark and then it just illuminates and he's there would that not have been more entertaining than him having that weird conversation with a sort of pun like dad joke in it yeah right yeah for sure i just it's because he's the thread right like it's sort of the death star is the thread i suppose so yeah, that's true. As is Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Because there's Tarkin, the guy who has control of the Death Star in New Hope. So, yeah, that's true. And we find out how he's gotten control of it in this right. one. And you see it being tested, and now yeah. we know why there's a flaw in it. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I know some people were bothered by, like, oh, does that have to be there? But it makes more sense than the Empire building something that has one shoot that will destroy it if you get a bomb inside. Well, and just how Princess Leia was able to apprehend that particular set of plans. Yeah. I mean, suspension of disbelief is great. And if there was no Rogue One, fine. You could just decide. It's like, whatever. She got these plans. Great. Yep. But the fact that we know how they came together and it kind of ties it in and Maz Mikkelsen was like, I liked it. I didn't. It didn't Galen me. made that flaw. Yeah, that was his way of fighting back from the inside. That's yeah. all he could do was make this flaw. He was a double agent. How which war is also movie something is that? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, back to the Vader thing. Yeah. Would that not have been amazing though? Yeah. Take out that scene. So we're dropping a couple minutes. Which sure. were largely unnecessary because it yeah. basically just got Ben Mendelsohn to do what he was going to do anyway. Yeah. And trying to curry favor. So you see a bit more of the politics within the Empire. Yeah. Which that's kind of interesting. Fine. But it's not. But it would have been way cooler if the first time you saw Vader was the Illumination and then all of those rebel soldiers just being like, oh crap. And then him going all half raid, half Jason Voorhees and just ripping his way through that hallway. Yeah. Loved that scene. Well, and what a great way. I was actually going to get to that. What a great way to actually tie it into A New Hope. Yeah. So, like, the, he goes and cuts and slashes and you just barely get that, what looked like a coaster, into... Yeah. The hands of the people on the escape pod. It's a long time ago. Flash drives have shrunk. Sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 3.5 floppy. <laughs> <laughs> but you get them this this memory device. Yeah. And you just get it through, like, take it. And he basically chucks it in. And the door closes and off they go. And you know that rebel, rebel soldier is Oh, he's dead. Boned. Oh, he's dead. But we see them and they give... The next thing we see is... A CG Carrie Fisher, yeah, getting the. Now we have hope. Now we have hope, and then we get a new hope. Yep. It's just it kind of gave me goosebumps just thinking about <laughs> it because it was just such a nice. And I mean, I saw it a couple weeks after Carrie Fisher died, right? But I mean, who knew that that was going to be? I mean, she wasn't doing a lot anyway, but that that was going to be her last movie, or it's not. Her oh, st- I guess her stuff in eight is done. Is it? Yeah. So nice. that will be. So that'll. And I'm sure they'll dedicate it. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> like that's already done. So we will see her in eight. Okay. But whatever they're going to do in nine, not gonna get. Yeah. Now, because I was gonna say this earlier, um, I'm gonna get all kinds of heat from 
well, real Star Wars fans, because at some point in my life, I'm going to just call him Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, probably. And then people will hate me for it. Or you play it like a joke. <laughs> That's fair. But if it's like... Because Peter Cushing, pretty old in that role. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Yeah, that is true. He looks a bit like Angela Lansbury. Just run with that. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully they don't listen to this. <laughs> when did Peter Cushing die? Oh, 90s? 90 94. I was going to yeah. say 93. Not too close. bad. So Guy Henry is the one who's playing him right. in this in this version. Right. Because we needed to have Graham Moff Tarkin. Yep. I just about did it there. I almost talked myself into it. Just own it. Yeah. So we needed somebody to play Tarkin. Because yep. at this point he's Governor Tarkin. Right. But it had to look like the guy who ends up being Graham Moff Tarkin. Right. So they just had a stand-in and then digitally reconstructed Peter Cushing's face over top. What else can you do? Nothing. Either you recast it and it looks awful, or it feels weird, or you do this. And it took some getting used to? Maybe for you. For me, like, because I'm... Or like, or you mean just because you could tell that it was CG? Uh, because I could yeah. tell it was CG. Yeah. It took some getting used to. This is one case where I think maybe a more skillful character director than mm. Gareth Edwards may have paid off in having the stand-in but using it tastefully a little right. I don't know if you could have done it with seeing him full on face first less right. and if it would have worked better or not. This right. is the choice they made and it's fine. Yeah. But I wonder if it could have worked if it was from over the shoulder and seeing the CG reflection in the glass. Sure. Where he's talking like that, and he's literally just never turns to acknowledge, which gives him more status, which gives him more power, and he just talks through that. So you can see his face reflected, but you never get that full uncanny valley, like, smacking you in the face. It's an interesting concept. I mean, but like you said, this was the choice they made, and it, it wasn't horrible. No. I didn't hate it. It didn't take me out of it. No. At any point. The first time I saw him, I was just like, I don't know how they're going to... Oh, we are going to see him full on. Okay. And then after that, it was just, I'm accepting this. I was okay with Clue with the old Jeff Bridges in the remake of Tron. I can get used to something that I care way more about. Sure. Uh, Yeah, and for me, I think the only reason it took me out was because I was going, he was pretty old when that movie was made. Yeah. There's no way he's still alive. Nope. So, just knowing... <laughs> so that was, it was like, he must be CG. Like, that's pretty decent CG, all things considered. It, it, Especially considering it's not even him. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that was the only reason it took me out. Not because I didn't like it, it was because then I started getting inside my own head. Right. Um, again, because I'm not that big on the Star Wars world as, yeah. as other people. I was just like, so I had to think about these things. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, all things considered, it was... In some situations, like, you go from Batman Begins to The Dark Knight and you completely replace Rachel Dawes being played by Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Right. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Sometimes recasting works in certain situations. Yeah. This one is really hard to do that because it's such an iconic character. Well, and the you would yeah. And if you're trying to keep that world contained, you kind of have to do it that way. They pulled it off with Mon Mothma, 
That's the lady in the robes who's talking right. and giving yeah. the mission because yeah. she's also in Return of the Jedi, right? Right. And it's not the same actress. Right. But she looks so much like a slightly younger Mon Mothma that it was fine. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's doable. It's just yeah. Peter Cushing has such... Grand Moff Tarkin has such distinctive features that yeah. it's very, very hard to replicate. It would those. be hard to find another Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't begrudge them doing that. It certainly no. didn't ruin the movie for me, that's no, for sure. No, not at all. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, best shot Star Wars. Mm. Like, visually, there yeah. were moments where just kind of stop and consider how pretty that was. Yeah. And that very rarely happens in Star Wars because they're usually, it's just, it's a pulp action soap opera-y space opera, right? right? Like, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. But this one had, like, there was that eclipse shot. Yeah. Amazing. The I we keep going back to Vader, but that Vader shot where he is only illuminated by his own lightsaber, and that's it. That's yeah. all you need. And then moving through that, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really really pretty in some places. Yeah. Um. The one thing I was I went for for beer with a, a friend earlier this week or late last week, I guess, and uh, and he was we were talking about it. And he's a pretty big Star Wars fan. He said, the one thing that, I mean, he, he had points of his own, but the one that I wanted to bring up that I thought was really interesting was the AT-ATs on the base. Right. He said, like, they're more like a tank where you'd be using them to attack other bases where it doesn't make a lot of sense to turn AT-ATs onto your own base and basically blow stuff up when you're trying to just take out forces. I was like, yeah, I get that. I understand the logic there. But as somebody who's kind of a peripheral Star Wars fan, I just thought it was cool to see AT-ATs. And it's the AT-ACTs, because they were cargo carriers. That's why they had different sides. Oh. Uh, I, you may not have noticed, but there were some that were hollow-sided. They didn't have any. It was just, like, the, the head and then the four legs, oh. and they were hollow and stuff. Yeah, okay. It's because those are also used as cargo carriers. Oh, okay. So they're there for that purpose. I see. More so than being Defensive. like tanks, right? I see. Well, cool. So, yeah. Either way, I was just like, They're I don't also care. But yeah, sure. They were just fun to watch, and I love those parts of Star Wars. But why wouldn't you use a tank for anti-personnel? It's you have such overwhelming forces there. If you're attacking the beach, then like one yeah. of the one of those shots is going to take out way more soldiers than if you send more of your troops who are With not flashes, doing anything yeah. because they can't hit stuff. That's true. We that know is... that. But the tank can. Yeah. It just has to get close enough so that way the shockwave blows stuff apart. Yeah, that is true. Anyway, like I said, it didn't... It's a fair point, though. Yeah. Like, it's it's something to consider, but yeah. But I, it didn't bother me. Again. They did also establish that Ben Mendelsohn's character was not a good military leader. That is true. So, so he was basically just pulling things out of his butt and hoping uh, that would work. Try this! Yeah. Okay, well, uh... Re- recall everybody. Yeah. Blow them up. <laughs> uh, uh, turn on turn on the sprinklers. They'll go home. <laughs> so... Just turn the lights on and off, just like they did in... Uh, looking really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Disorient them. There's a flashlight for sale where you can do that. You know, if you... If somebody breaks in, you can just strobe them so that they leave. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. 
I thought you were going to go the Simpsons route where Marge is trying oh. to stop the two of them fighting by flashing, and then Homer comes in and does the same thing and says, fight, 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 fight. fight, fight. fight. Yeah. Mom, stop. That's really annoying. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to talk about? It was great. I'm really yeah. glad I saw it in the theaters. Maybe well, it was your number two? It was. Film of the year? Yeah. My number five? Which, yeah. to be fair... There are some really great movies above it, too. So I'm not that stressed. Five is still a 10 for me, so. Yeah, and it's... Actually, it's not. <laughs> but still. You rated a nine? Yeah. Yeah, so did I. But it was enjoyable enough that it, A, made my list and was that low down, high up on my list. Yeah. Um, Which came out on Wednesday. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Mine was a Monday. Plug, plug, plug. plug, plug. Uh, yeah, and hopefully later this year... I might be able to see it even earlier, the new one. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. make the mistake I did with Force Awakens and not see it in the theater. I was pretty happy. Like, it was a month Yeah. before I saw it. That's fine. I was okay with that. Anyway, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Glad I've seen it. And again, the internet proving that every once in a while it can do good things. Yeah. Hard to spoil this one because you kind of already know what's going to happen. But still, when I was around, there were not a lot of people that was like, oh, man, everybody died. Yeah. Hey. Guys, they steal the plans. Huh? Huh? I'm so glad we have spoiler cast on this. We would get so much hate mail if I did not have spoiler cast on this. I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. That's spelled the way you'd think it would be. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From. Or host your own press conference loaded with questions for us. I feel like it would be easy to do because we all saw how poorly Nintendo did theirs. And I bet your question-filled press conference would be infinitely better than, uh, than Nintendo's. So do that. Probably. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell everybody. I don't care who they are. Just tell them. That way, more people can listen to the podcast. And we would really appreciate it. We would also really appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes, as all of the other podcatchers seem to like to use that to help their rankings. And it would help our rankings out so more people find us and you don't have to keep telling everybody. See how that works? We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Stitcher, Podbeam, Blueberry App, Pocket Casts. You name it, we're there. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Do you wish you were six years old again, running around in a hockey arena, eating all the candy you could? I bet you do. So you should go and try and track down some gummy Coke bottles and devour a bag of those because they're just as good as they used to be. So, go eat some gummy Coke bottles. Forgot to do that, sure did, did you? Yep. <laughs> You're welcome for giving you some Coke bottles. I had something else, but I was like, no, this will be fine. Okay. On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this spoilery podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, video games, The Simpsons, you name it, we probably write about and it. And where can we find all that again, Sean? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And I just wanted to give a shout-out to the 2016 version of Ghostbusters. I watched it this last week. We'd had some 
mixed feelings on it when we did our trailer reactions, and once I accepted the fact that it was for 10-year-old me or tween girls or whatever it was, it was a PG comedy version where the ghosts kind of were colored like Skittles, I was pretty okay with it. I had a good enough time to justify mentioning it to you guys now. Oh, there you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com and also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First as well as our advertising music for today called Hyperfun. This has been episode 151 of the Guys From Podcast, the Utini Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing. It buys all that blue milk you can handle. <laughs> Can't buy blue milk, Dave. Think about it. It'd be terrible. It would be awful. said to do and we're recording now oh great (laughs) (laughs) that that makes a lot of sense um you listen to me that's great um one of us has to (laughs) 